why is Craig listening to all of my conversations? Hello, everyone. You're listening to Players to Nuffle. I'm your host, Riley O'Connor. With me, as always, is my fellow host, Josh Boannon. Uh, hey, Riley. Hey, Josh. If you've come to listen to our recommendations on open containers for storing bodily fluid, you're in the wrong place, because we're talking about Blood Bowl, the game of fantasy football violence. Uh, later today, we're going to be talking to James Pierce about organizing tournaments in the Northeast, and we're going to have a roundtable discussion on the FAQ. But uh, for now, Josh, how have you been? What have you been up to? I am doing pretty good. I just got back from a trip out to L.A. That was fun. The weather was crap as normal because whenever I go over, I bring the humidity with me. Is Tried to schedule some Blood Bowl with the guys out there um, over at Gameology Pasadena, but uh, didn't didn't work out. Too much work. But next time. Next Is time, Zach. Next time. Isn't the weather uh, like fame always like famously amazing in LA? How do, how do you mess it up that badly? Riley, I this is my what well, this is my fourth trip out. Right. Every time I have been, there are thunderstorms. Oh, really? Every time. And nobody wants to go play in the thunderstorms. I I think it's a lie. I think it's just advertising. The weather's not actually <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. What about you? How are you doing? Day. Uh, I've been doing good. I've been playing a lot of Blood Bowl, preparing for the um, the tournament in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and Ridgeland Advance. Ooh, um, I'm excited. Playing Black Orcs for that. I've got a mixed track record, but I think they'll be fun. I've uh, I don't know how much into the weeds we want to get. I want to get into the weeds, but I I don't think we need to talk about the the intricacies of my uh, my roster. But I'm dropping my troll for a biased ref. I'm trying to change my team so I'm better against like the elf teams, the fast teams that I'm really worried about. Because I think with, with Varag, I think I'm going to be able to bash bash against bash teams anyway, so yeah. more well-rounded, more reliable. Yeah, I painted some uh, wood elves in preparation for Old World. That's pretty much all my painting I've been doing. Sweet. I've yeah. got uh, 42 battle mechs to paint. 42? I thought you had like 20. Yeah. Well, Wait, how did you not have enough? You said you didn't have Riley, enough points. We're, we're running two Yeah, half. I was down by half. And well, what wow. happens is so the, in this scenario, I'm not going to get into it, but long story short, all the guys piloting my mechs are idiots piloting like weapons of a bygone age. And so they don't know what they're doing. These weapons shouldn't even exist. And they also have these like weird space invaders coming in. So they're just doing the best they can. But there's a bunch of them. So if if at least some of them shoot in the same direction, it might work or something. <laughs> and then Blood Bowl wise, I'm wrapping up my dwarf team. I need to put some dirt down on them, and then it's time to grass, and we're good. I'm taking the dwarves to Mississippi. Oh, Wanted really? to paint my goblins, but uh, yeah, Los Angeles was not conducive for that. So it it's dwarf it it's dwarfs it is. And nice. it's ye basic team with a death roller because I love disruption. Yeah, those death rollers have messed me up. That'll be a good it's team. So you'll, you'll be happy with them. I, I'm excited. At Richland. And you're all painted up for your play them in season four, right? We're starting the league yep. up this week. Cool. Yep. Very exciting. 
Well, cool. I'm glad you brought it back around to Blood Bowl because this is still a Blood Bowl podcast, ostensibly. Yeah, uh, yeah, what do you think? Should we bring in our bring in our guest? Sure. Open the gates. All right. Well, if he's still here, if we didn't boring, uh, James Pierce, welcome to the studio. Let's try another intro. Let's go to the dugout where we have James Pierce yeah, lined up go. for an interview. There we go. <laughs> oh, he responded. We got to stick with the scripted Woo! ones. There we go. James, welcome to Players to Nuffle. <laughs> Fellow Players to Nuffle. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, Players to Nuffle. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, James, what might people in the community at large uh, recognize you from? While you're on the show. Um... Yeah, a hundred percent. So for me, uh, I think the big thing is is uh, I run a Blood Bowl league over at a brewery. <laughs> That's a really good place for um, me. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool little time. Um, and uh, other than that, I I used to uh, I used to play over up in uh, Michigan for a while over in Detroit, and that's where I really started to get into Blood Bowl. Uh, actually, cool. Yeah. So, how did you start playing Blood Bowl? How did you find out about it? Where did Where did you play? Tell us a little bit. Um, I well, I actually uh, I was playing Force of Will, which is uh, now a really old card game. Oh, you're playing the waifu um, card game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the OG waifu card game. <laughs> Oh man, that's exactly why I played that game, man. I, I, I oh, <laughs> respect, dude. I was like, oh man, these like cool anime chicks. Yep, can't beat it. Did they like fight each other, or you just like collected them? How did that? How did that work? What was the game aspect? <laughs> so of it? you know what I, I, you know I, the waifus drew me in, but the game system is what kept me at it. Um, it it's like it's really fun magic because it's so broken that nobody can meta it. You can win with the worst deck, and you can win with the best deck, and uh, and that's what makes it so fun. Is that it's it's so scrambled and bad that there's no way to meta. So anyone you're playing against is literally playing it just because they really like the game. That's kind of beautiful. I, you're kind of selling me on like waifu magic now. I think we need a waifu it, team it is, in Blood Bowl. It is. Waifu match is a good time. We need a cat. We need a waifu. Cat. That, you know that. I'm, I'm positive you can. Find that's it. World Cup right there. We're, yeah. Oh God. We gotta get an alliance. You know, <laughs> like one from America, one from like Japan, one from China, <laughs> get India in there. <laughs> so, uh, but do you uh, have a... yeah. So the uh, what's that? Oh yeah. So um, feel free to keep talking. If I start talking, but you have something to say, just plow right over me. I was going to ask us uh, speaking of teams though. What's uh, what's your favorite team? Oh, hundred percent. So yeah, actually, that kind of uh, uh, segues into the first question you asked of how I got into it. So I was playing Waifu Magic, and uh, what ended up happening was these guys. You know, I wanted to get into Warhammer, but I didn't have the budget for it. So. Uh, People were, uh, this one kid was saying, you know, I really want to get into Blood Bowl. And I was like, oh, what's Blood Bowl? And uh, he was like, oh, you know, it's this football Warhammer game. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he said, yeah, you know, it's not too bad. You know, the minis are a little pricey because, you know, at the time, this is when you had that dead age, you know, 2005 to 2008 or so. Everything like was Blood Bowl Pokemon. Was completely dead. 
Yeah, and the thing was that there was no support by GW. You mm -hmm. know, the, the the that that era. Uh, you know, that's when I got into Blood Bowl, and so what happened was, is I ended up, uh, you know, I eBayed a team, and I was I was 18, 19, 19, 19 at the time, and uh, you know, at that time, the coolest thing in in the house is is like big guys. Bad guys are cool because bad guys are bad guys, right? right? So I was like all about chaos, and um, and I played chaos, and I it, it was a bad time because they have no skills, and I have no clue how to play. Brother, my first my friend my first chose humans. Nurgle. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, it's like and it's cool, yeah. but man, but you stuck with it. You know, right? And, and, you know, I feel like it makes you get a better appreciation for the game. Oh, well, once you actually, for the first time, have it... When you go from Nurgle to Undead, it's like... Just freaking whole new world playing in your head. <laughs> yeah, OG vanilla team right there. You got your Blitzers, your Catchers, your, your big guy. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Undead's fun. Um, but uh, I guess as for team... You know, I actually, after that time, you know, and I started get playing Blood Bowl there, and then I, I, ke I kept with Chaos for two years, and I, I grew to hate them just because I just, I didn't like not having skills and leagues constantly crashing. Understandable. Um, but, you know, I took a, another shot at them about six months ago, and I think that now, before then, I really like Pro Elves and Orcs. I, I like Orcs because of the Forge World team exclusively. I just I just love the aesthetic. I like them bringing back the Orkland Raiders. I know it's a very generic set, but I just I like the collector value of it, and it, I kind of fell in love with it just for the looks. I don't think um, I'm familiar with that set. You're not talking the BB2016. This is like a purely Forge World? Yeah, so... When Facebook Blood Bowl came out, now they just dropped that. I, I, I shed a little tear there when they uh, they can't finally shut down Facebook, Facebook Blood, Blood Bowl page. Oh, oh, had a, the, oh, the Blood yeah. Bowl page. Yeah. 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 You know, like how, like, back in the day, like, you know, six or so years ago when, like, you didn't have TikTok or QR codes. Like, yo, if you wanted to be recognized, you had to make a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. That... Yeah. So what happened was was if they got ten thousand likes, they were gonna create a Forge World team, and that Forge World team they created was the humans. They did the Bright Crusaders. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, they're a cool kit too. That's, I want to play humans just because of that kit. But then after that, after twenty thousand likes, they released another one, and that was the Orkland Raiders set which was a Forge World kit that was sold at events that was basically an upgrade pack for the, the standard Orc team of the 2018 era. That's really cool. I had and, no idea. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a very cool kit. Very beautiful little kit, if a little generic, but because there's only so many positionals. But it's just it looks really crisp and cool. It's a cool upgrade pack. But after that, I would say, you know, I've kind of slowly fallen back in love with chaos just because it's a lot of fun there's a lot of control the idea of having your ball carrier be strength four is actually not as crazy as it it seems having strength four is going to gobble up two or three turns of your opponent just trying to take down that ball carrier and that's a really big deal especially if you're playing the stall game are you getting your ball carrier so, strength four chaos warrior 
keep it like if yeah, Chaos Warrior with big hands. Warrior. You, oh, oh with yeah, big hands. Oh man, yeah, That's so good. <laughs> that is so good. It, I mean, with a reroll, four plus every time, man, works every time. <laughs> <laughs> And when it goes off, your opponent is angry. <laughs> well, yeah. What's he gonna do about that? It's a movement five, like strength four dude that just isn't supposed yeah. to have the ball. <laughs> and you know, people, you know, and this is why I really um, support the idea of a throwing orc team because people build builds to go against recognized builds. So if you plan a subpar build, it actually ends up almost being a better build because no one's planning against it. Did that? So if you have a Chaos Chosen Strength 4 as your ball carrier, no one planned against that, and now they have to change up their entire strategy. To that exact point, I'm convinced that probably the best way to run dwarves is throw dwarves. That's the way to do it. You take your blitzers as your ball carriers. You pick up the ball with the runner. You take a pass skill, pass it to the blitzer. Blitzer has catch. He's catching on a th rollable three up. And then you just have an angry armored dwarf with block baseline. <laughs> and you're just supposed to deal with that somehow. And they got an extra, like, three spaces of movement to them because of that throw. And so with dwarves, oh, that's, like, that's like a whole dwarf. That's like a whole dwarf long. A hundred percent. And it, once again, no one's prepared for that. Now you're creating a cage where they weren't expecting it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Detroit. You've got some waifus, but you're transitioning a bit more to the orcs. Take take us on your journey. How do you how do you end up in the New Jersey? Um, at some point, I think you've started a tournament that people might have heard of before. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. Now so you know to start the end point, uh, we are now at. Nuffles Playground in Atlantic City Open by Frontline Gaming. Like, wow. that is so awesome. That is awesome. Um, yeah, I can't tell you how psyched and, and privileged I feel to have that opportunity. I, you know, it, it is really cool. Um, and, and shout out to Frontline Gaming, seriously, for, for the low, like, the no-anxiety communication. Just really good people. Um, really awesome time with them. That's fantastic. But uh, to highlight the story... Oh, sorry, there was... Oh, uh, no, I was just saying that's fantastic. Hey, I was, yeah, you know... What's up? Uh, I was excited about this interview because I've really been following that ACO event wanting to go. Because one of my... I, I started out in competitive 40k, and so one of my buddies is going to ACO for... The 40k event, and I'm like, oh crap! It has a Blood Bowl event. So, uh, Josh, for the audience, what uh, what is ACO? Atlantic also... City Open. Oh, okay, just the acronym for. for gotcha. Yep. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, ACO is the Atlantic City Open. It's one of the um, main events on the Frontline calendar for this year. Frontline Gaming. If you're just a Blood Bowl fan, or you're not in the U.S. and don't know Warhammery things. Uh, runs the ITC circuit, and that's a big competitive circuit internationally, and especially in the U.S. Yeah, and they also run other kinds of qualifiers, quote unquote. So, like, you can go to the other major tournaments where, like, you win those like big old prizes kind of deal. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Pretty cool time. But, uh, yeah, no, um, to be honest, so, um, yeah, I'm trading waifus over in Michigan. Um, and then uh, I was ending it with the waifu at the time. Um, and that's what brought me back to New Jersey. So, um, believe it or not, I'm from New Jersey. So what happened was, you know, you know, the, I don't know if you ever heard the saying, but once you leave Jersey, you never come back kind of deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, what happened was, is, you know, now I laugh at it now, but I always hit it under like a, a tight rug in a really, really tight closet that let in no light. Um, I met a girl online on a dating site <laughs> and, um, I ended up moving out to Detroit to be with her, and we were together for five years. And uh, when she end ended up, you know, ending things, I ended up moving back to New Jersey because I just, you know, it was a two-person thing to afford the uh, the apartment we were at, and when we were broken up, it was just not as affordable. Right. So um, moved over back down to to uh, New Jersey to like get my step up and you know now i'm a, now i'm a school teacher and you know i i'm on my own again but at the time i moved back with the parents mm -hmm. um during that time i had this love for blood bowl but now south jersey is quote unquote one of the dead zones of blood bowl and uh so what happened was is i i'm one of those people that if i can't go ahead and get something i'm gonna try and create it mm -hmm. so what i did was i had this job at the brewery for a couple of years and one of my friends who worked at the brewery was also a board gamer and so i said hey you know you get some of your friends i'll get some of my friends let's try to get a blood bowl league going and so we did and uh from there that kind of skyrockets towards our ending so what happened was is we hosted a league and through that um at the at this point i finally went to my first chaos cup i knew what what NAF tournaments were but unfortunately the 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 people that we were around they didn't really um they were just here for the blood bowl and that was about it so um we this is uh, aco is going to be our first NAF sanctioned event However, um, our league's been around for about three years, and we've run two leagues and two tournaments. Nice. First one was a uh, was a dungeon bowl tournament. Oh, nice! Your first tournament was a dungeon <laughs> bowl tournament. That that's not. I feel like that's not where you start most of the time. <laughs> well, you got to think that we are a uh, a brewery league. And uh, you know what? The the, uh, the the people that we brought along really liked Dungeon Bowl. Mm -hmm. so, um, and they didn't, you know what? Because the thing is, we brought in a Dungeons and Dragons crowd. Okay? Oh. Everyone who came in originally played D&D. Oh, that's kind of like cheating. And so you <laughs> yeah. just, you're like, well, it's still Dungeons, but football now. Exactly. So that's how we got them into it. So they played league just for like, you know, sniggles. Yeah. But then they went ahead and we got them to actually play Blood Bowl. But 
for their first first tournament, they were like, "Yo, we gotta play this Dungeon Bowl. I want to play this Dungeon Bowl." And we're like, "Okay, fine." So you know, it was a really good time. Um, one of the guys ended up playing Slon though and won the won the game in in twenty minutes because I you know we made a modified loadout because it wasn't NAF sanctioned. I was like, "Fine, you really like Slon, you know, we'll include Slon into Dungeon Bowl. You use the Slon roster, you know." have the positionals and we'll, we'll, we'll do it like that. Yeah. And, uh, with Slon's movement, they were like on top of the chests, like no tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had like, we had four games all together. So we had eight people for that tournament and Slon ended up winning and like, you know, accumulated three rounds in like an hour. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah, Slon was OP in that tournament. Don't include Slon. <laughs> you know, I I think, honestly, like, genuinely, like, looking back at that, even if you have a NAF-sanctioned event, you have to seriously reconsider Slon on a Dungeon Bowl roster. Like, you have to be very per- peculiar about it, because the thing is, random chest placement is a little harsh with Slon and the movement. Hmm. You know, unlike Lizardmen, where the skinks are the uh, the body of agility. Right. Slon actually have agility with strength three. And they're like armor nine, aren't they? Like the lineman that could leap is also as good as well armored as like a human blitzer. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and they're strength three. They're strength three. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like it's like having a skink at strength three. You're gonna go ahead, get that ball and you're gonna run into the touchdown zone. Flat. Now there I was mean... some RNG there. The the ball was close to his end zone or A uh-huh. end zone. Um, but still, yeah. Even still, I I wouldn't. I mean, I, not to like give you twenty twenty. Just thinking how I would stage that event, I would not allow salon. Uh, and they're not part of a college, so. Oh yeah, the college 100%. Looking, they're the college of space. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, runs. they're the ninth college. Okay, that's different. Now, if you want me to write a college of space roster, I'll do that and include it in the pack. But it's gonna have like three flor- yeah. three frogs you can take with a couple Saurus or something. Yeah, you limit. I don't know. Oh, 100%. Something, something to maybe, mix maybe up all the scaly one. Yeah. Yeah, I you know the the I think the problem was is that the thing is is when we were playing league, you know, our first tournament was a year into our league. And um, he played Slon in our league, oh, well, so he only had Slon. You're stuck. And I, yeah, <laughs> and he was like a, a big supporter of our league. Yeah, so but you're like, playing no. Slon in that tournament. That's just how it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I and he even felt based. Like I didn't realize it was going to be like that, uh-huh. you know. And he, he apologized afterwards, and I was like, you know, it's okay. It's a lesson learned. And yeah. that was my first tournament. Nice. So. Definitely, I learned a lot through that. Um, after that, we hosted one more tournament. That was a basic Blood Bowl tournament. Uh-huh. So, standard BB2020. Um, and then, uh, what, what kickstarted me to end up hosting ACO is that, at the time, we had 10 people in our league. Solid. And that's nice. 10 people, solid league, like, coming every that's very good. Yeah. meet. That's nice. Um, But unfortunately, uh, my friend who helped host the tournaments, or the league, I should say, um, moved to South Dakota. It was rough. 
That's a bit of a drive. Yeah. So he ended up not being able to come back for league, and with him, his other friends ended up kind of not showing up anymore. Mm-hmm. So it after last Chaos Cup, um, I was talking with the, the crowd, and you know they were saying, you know, like it's it's crazy that you know there's you know you have there's literally just an entire dead zone within New York, which is such a major area, New Jersey and Pennsylvania tri-state area that just doesn't really have blood bowl and like you know you have all these you know frontline gaming opens you know why not just go for it and so i did and uh i uh i reached out i did a whole letter and sent it out to uh frontline gaming and said look you know i've uh i've hosted you know i've hosted my own fair share of tournaments i've been running a league for three years you know i really would love to just go ahead and bring blood bowl to the tri-state area would you consider having us as a, um, a, a for a Blood Bowl tournament? And we are where we are now for that. Cool. So they responded positively to your letter. Did they write you a letter back? Did they? Well, how'd that go? Yeah. No. They they uh, they got back to me. Um, le- I, I guess you know I say letter, but in reality it's email now. It's electronic. I was picturing a horse gall- um, like galloping up the steps. Yeah. To the yeah. Course, yeah. So. Wait, did you? Wait, did yeah. You oh, what's that, that movie? Where they where they like slide down like the cage to deliver the mail, the postman or something like that. So, uh, such that uh, it's like Mad Max, but with like that sounds amazing. I'm just gonna continue <laughs> to picture that, but you can you can keep going, please. So uh, so I sent the email and they emailed me back, um, and it was it was actually kind of hard to find that email. I actually went off of uh, past events from them. And it's funny because the irony is that the email is literally just events at Frontline. But, you know, I, I, it, was, it was hard to find at the time. So I email them, and uh, they got back to me, and they said, yeah, we definitely would love to host the event. And uh, so they, you know, said, you know, go ahead and create your rules. And that I was very confident of. And I, I think the, the biggest learning experience through this whole thing is is uh the advertising which i i am so grateful to my to my girlfriend who does social media that really helped um promote that part of it oh that is uh, great but, yeah um she actually learned how to do photoshop and everything else like she she like at this point like i would i would if i wasn't part of nuffles playground i would pay her just to like run an event or like to promote things because she has been so spot on. It's like crazy the amount of editing she can do. It's nuts. That's fantastic. Uh, all yeah. of our, um, all of our local like more official arts. The format of our business cards. The format for our um, like Rocket City Blood Bowl header image. All of that stuff. That's uh, my wife designing it. I am a bumbling idiot when it comes to trying to get good like advertising together right and it works hand in hand because i bet like i don't know about you but like with me i'm the critic you know like okay you know like hey look space out that paragraph it's a little too spotty right there yeah like it's like it's i can help with feedback there but yeah yeah buddy so how how well did the advertising work what was the the showing for your first ACO? Uh, so we're still uh, trying to gather seats, but right now we have 16 confirmed coaches. 16, very oh, nice. So you nice. Can, so, 
Oh, cool. So this is the first ACO coming out. Yeah, this is the first Blood Bowl at ACO. Whoa, nice. Well, yeah, give us the details. Yeah, tell us about the the rules, the date, the location. Yeah. So it's going to be at the uh, Harrah's Casino in Atlantic City. Um, the date is two weeks from now, on the 16th through the 18th, with the main tournament being the 17th and 18th. And um, we're actually just about to announce this um, once we get uh, roster submitted and whatnot. But uh, we actually got greenlit um, to run a sevens tournament for the same price as the ticket sale for Friday on the 16th. Nice. So uh, any awesome. yeah, so anyone who already purchased the ticket has the opportunity to go ahead and jump in on some sevens. Is it a since it's a two day? So, is it a, a five or a six game tournament then? Six game tournament. Six wow. Yeah, we're doing uh, three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Nice. What's uh, what's the what team value are you playing at? Uh, so I so I, I we. Love the idea of Jersey weather, right? It's <laughs> it's very silly because the big joke in Jersey is that you know the the person tells you it's going to snow on Tuesday. That means that it's going to be sunny side, uh, sunny skies on Tuesday, and it's going to be snowing on Wednesday <laughs> because you can't trust the forecast. Right. So we were going to do something a little eclectic and do crazy weather rules, which we, we will be doing for next year. Um, now that, you know, we, we've, uh, you know, we, we were shooting for a, for a decent number of ticket sales. You know, they, they have, you know, indicated that they want to keep us going for next year now with, uh, how we've done so far. So next year we're going to plan for a little bit more crazy business, but this year for a six game tournament, we knew that people wanted to try and practice for Alicante. Right. That's and so yeah. So because of that, we decided to go with the team value application of Alicante with the same skill package. Good idea. To Yeah. So and I understand it. I do. I get yeah, it. Dude, so dude, everything this year has to basically has to build up to the World Cup. Because if people are going, then I mean, especially from over here, that's a phenomenal cost to go to that event. And I would want as much practice yes. as possible. And the thing is, too, is that that sets the precedent for how how good are you at Blood Bowl? Can you win in an Alicante style, you know, um, game? Mm -hmm. Because that is what is going to be decided as, you know, you know, the thing is Alicante is the biggest tournament of the year so if you can't win in that game tournament you know that kind of sets a precedent so okay i have to be good at this kind of style of tournament in order to be like a quote-unquote good blood bowl player if that's even right. a thing but you get what i mean i mean it's probably so we kept i was just gonna i was just gonna throw out there that uh i i don't know a confirmation for this, but it's got to be nearing one of the largest tabletop wargaming events out there because it's, I mean, 2,200 players. That's insane. Oh, they're yeah. over 2,000 so. now. Wow. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're well over 2,000. And there's, for context, LVO each year for the 40K champs hits maybe around the 850 mark. 
pretty reliably. Wow. That's that's crazy. But please continue, sorry. Oh no, all good. So um so yeah, so we decided to go with that for this year. Now the caveat, because we wanted to keep it weather related. This is a big thing, because the thing is is that annually we're gonna keep it weather related. We actually released these awesome dice, and I'm s so, I, I am so happy with how they came out. But they function as D6s as well as weather dice. So what happens is you get the one and the one that's blistering heat, right? And they both have a, you a get sun on them as the one that's a single A pit, sun right? on it, yeah. <laughs> oh. Very cool. And then the one and a two on the two pip, guess what? You get less blistering looking suns. Right. So then you just get sunny weather. And then you get three and four, which is perfect weather. So we have a cloud and a sun mm -hmm. on both of those. If you get those, if you get a six and a three, a six and a four, a one and a three, a one and a four, if you see nice weather, automatically you know you don't have to check the weather table because it's not any kind of weather. It's just perfect weather. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, then five is the raindrops, and six is for snow, snowflakes. Right. Yeah, so that's same thing with the sun. It's double, double snowflakes for blizzard. Snowflakes and rain, you know, play. Yes. That's cool. I thought I looked at the simple. I was like, well, that's cool, but does it work out statistically? But yeah, they're just D6s and they're just hinting at what it is with the pips. That's cool. Exactly. Why did you explain that? You sent me a picture before the show, and I was like, kind of confused. I was like, I'm sure it makes sense. You'll talk about it on the show. But there was like five minutes where you sent me into an existential crisis, like getting my old statistics books out. Like, how does this make sense? No, very cool. And of course, oh, Riley yeah. actually knows the rules. I just pray I know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Um, and it's it's so you know I really I'm so appreciative with the um. In fact, if I can like take thirty seconds here, I want to give a shout out to the the person who created the dice because he was such a good dude. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. I I can't believe the the amount of effort he put into this. Um, let's see. His name is uh, Force Fabrication Company. Force. Um, and oh, nice. yeah, and he actually made the dice. He went above and beyond. We went through like a month of just showing like different copies of dice until we got what we desired. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm so happy with them. It's so cool. But you know, Stopgate. Um. Basically, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make this the weather thing here. Um, and so to jump back right back into the Detroit days, what I really loved is I saw these th dice made in Mexico, and I never saw them ever again. They were made in 2005, and they were weather dice, and they were D6s, and I thought they were so cool. And back in the day when weather was decided differently, uh, they made sense. Now they don't. <laughs> but... Uh, but I thought they were so cool. And I'm like, why has no one else ever done that? And so I said, you know what? I want to make a tournament that incorporates weather. Because so many tournaments don't. Oh, they'll just ignore it? So you don't roll like a blizzard? Is that that's what you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah. What about Alicante? Are they so, ignoring weather? Or are they using weather? It, I, I believe it's nice weather okay. all the time. Right. Um, I, I, I will say that I would be 
extremely pissed if I got to Elecante and in even one game rolled sweltering heat that uh that would ruin mm-hmm. everything. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, and, and so that's the thing. So what we decided to do is we decided to meet this happy medium. And so we said, you know what, we're going to play standard blood bowl rules, but with the Alicante package, but we're going to roll weather. So most of the time players are going to be dealing with a nice weather because statistically that's the way it works. However, we're going to incorporate weather. And so what happens is at the end of every drive, you roll for weather and what ha- you decide if there's going to be weather. So we keep to the basic BB 2020 rules, but we're going to incorporate weather. At the, at the end of and every, every drive, you, you re-roll for weather? Every drive, oh. yeah, you roll for weather. Josh, and, uh, you never told me you stole that idea from James. Josh is doing this yeah, in I didn't know I did. In July. Oh, really? You're going to be rolling for, for weather every drive? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's so cool, dude. I'm so happy someone else is incorporating that. That's awesome, man. I, well, you know what? I appreciate it, though, because you, you mentioned about the dice. You know, I appreciate that. Cool. Yeah, now, now, I, wish I, now I wish I had the dice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I'll, you know, if I have extra, I'll have to send you one now at this point. 100%. That'd, that'd be fun. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, no, we, it, we have chaotic weather as well, and I uh, couldn't. God, I, I had the same, basically the same idea you did, and the same, then like hesitation to mess with the weather table too much, because mm-hmm. my the events I've run so far are pretty straight laced. They're pretty straightforward. You're playing some Blood Bowl. You it, it plays like Blood Bowl. Um, I'm experimenting more this year with variations, and I thought, okay, what if we just introduce some more weather variety? But then, in actually talking through this, uh, I would hate everything if people just kept rolling sweltering heat. So, now I don't know. Now I have an existential <laughs> crisis. Thing. So you could you could make a weather table that's less extreme, right? So replace the double ones with something fun, but maybe isn't like D3 of your guys are out for the whole drive. So maybe it's different, yeah. but if it sounds bad, maybe people will, won't complain. Yeah, I don't know. It's weather. People are going to just like the real weather. Like, yeah, it's not people perfect, complain people about complain. weather regardless. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing. But you know what? The thing is, is that we're not going to mess. You still have the opportunity for perfect weather. Uh, what is it? Like 68.5% of the time, yeah. you're going to have perfect weather. You're going to have a good game that you want to play right. and the rest, or actually even it's like 73.5 or something. I don't know. Whatever the statistics right. yeah. are. Yeah. But um, whatever it is, the other games, you're going to play something unique and a little bit different. And so that's what we're aiming for. And so we wanted to stay with Alicante, but we also wanted to set the foundation. Look, ACO is going to be a cool, different weather tournament. and. Uh, now with uh, sevens coming up, um, one of the cool little things that we're going to be doing is it's a season. We're actually making a narrative tournament. Ooh! So it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, pretty cool. So what happens is is that this is the start of a new season. Coaches don't have a lot of money to spend, so you start out at actually less than standard starting sevens value. You start at five fifty. Wow. 
It's like you're starting at um, seven. If you're tier... Yeah. yeah. So, and then if you're tier two, you start at 575. We have a little nudge for vampires. They get 580. And then... Uh, I'm tier against three, this. which is stunties. <laughs> <laughs> tier tier three, stunty gets six hundred. Okay. Um, what happens is the skill package is there's no skill package, but you get to create your own star player because of his negligence, because of his um, unwieldy demeanor, because he doesn't like to talk to the coach, because he's just a jerk. He gets left behind. It doesn't get scouted for the great blood bowl tournaments. <laughs> And the great Blood Bowl turnings. So he gets left behind in the beginner's league. So he gets the loner 2 plus trait. Just like uh, on page 21 or 23 of the Death Zone packet. Um, like he's like a, a pro that thinks he's better than everyone else. So, And then he also gets two primary skills. As he finally decides to make friends with his, uh, with his team... At game four, which is the last game, he loses the loner trait and gains a secondary skill. Oh, God, I love us. <laughs> so is it this just like one, one of your positionals, you say, is the star? You're not like building your own guy from scratch with the stat line. You're like, this chaos choke yeah. blocker is my star. He's got loner trait. Exactly. Okay. So, yep, you choose any positional you want. Um, besides, so the caveat is tier three players can choose a big guy if they want. So if your player has loner, you can't choose them because the thing is, is if you're putting two plus on a normal player, the argument is, well, what about my ogre who has four plus? So I can just go ahead and choose him and give him two plus? Or <laughs> I like, you know, the stats don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you can't just make so, your ogre better. <laughs> exactly. So the thing is, is that the caveat we make is tier three teams can put it on a big guy, but they have to make it plus one to loner. Oh. So if their ogre, or if their troll is four plus loner, it becomes five plus loner. If their troll is three plus loner, it becomes four plus loner. And then you do the same thing. Any other team, they have to choose a non-loner player. I really like that. I, re I really like that too. So yeah, it's kind of cool. People get to create a, a quote-unquote star player. For the tournament sounds like a good time very nice and they play through a season that's the fun thing right so we're keeping it weather related it goes from autumn winter spring summer so they go through a whole season and by the end of game four they finally meet their grace and they get recruited to come up to the new standard 11 huh. that is awesome yeah so that's the narrative right that's there. cool i like that a lot I might have to steal some of that for my league. I don't know. We'll, uh... Go for it. You should. Yeah, that'd be a fun league. Oh man, that would be a super fun league. And then they get to keep that player when they play into elevens. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, that that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So this is just just backing up a second because I feel like I I might have missed a bit here, but this is the ACO event. This is yeah. Oh, pretty... no, this is. Oh my god! I love it content. so much. Okay, never mind. Sorry, I thought. Yeah, you were doing this for your league. Um, so this is it's, yeah, it's no, World Cup rules, but you're doing. Oh, okay. So the Friday night when you're doing sevens, yeah, that's when you're doing the star player thing. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a star player thing. Oh. It's a little fun thing. We we were waiting on like a green light to see because the thing is they wanted us to go ahead and um, they said like you know try and incorporate you know games for other players that want like you know they finish their Age of Sigmar campaign or their 40k campaign on Friday, see if they want to do something. Yeah, that's a good. One. So we were kind of like doing that. Yeah, so we were like, you know, let's mess around with a narrative, you know, uh, sevens, and so we got the green light, and now we're gonna try and run that, and uh, we have a, a tiny cap for that, uh, but you know, still shout out to Shipwreck Games. They they supplied two sets of trophies for us so that we can run two tournaments. Yeah, I know Very Adepticon cool. actually. A lot of the larger conventions, Adepticon, um, oh, what's the Florida one? Uh, Crucible and uh, I think at Nova too. They all run night Blood Bowl events. That way, uh, oh, people cool. can double down. So, like, you do your you do your three forty k games during the day, and then at like seven, Blood Bowl kicks off. Nice. That sounds cool. That actually sounds like it works really well, mm -hmm. especially that way you can go. Because the thing is that, okay, let's kind of paint that picture even with other games, right? You you're a 40K player. You might also be a Blood Bowl player. You're a 40K player. You might also be a Mordheim player. You're a 40K player. You might also be a Necromunda player. But the thing is, is that you have your mainstay sometimes, and then you move to Blood Bowl. With us, it's you know our mainstay's Blood Bowl, and then like, what the heck are we doing at night? I guess we're, we're I guess we're grabbing the pint. We're having the we're having the better time. <laughs> but for others, you know, hey, now you just double down, and play more Blood Bowl. Yeah, amen <laughs> to that. So, James. Um... If someone is uh, looking to do their own Blood Bowl tournament, like someone listening to this, getting some good ideas, um, do you have any advice for someone? Maybe they've got like a little league. Maybe they've got four people. Maybe they've got 10 people. Um, any advice for someone who wants to run their own tournament? Oh, 100%. Um, I think that don't be intimidated by how many people are coming because the thing is, is like you look at some tournaments on the NAF database and like there's as low as six players. So if you have four players, you literally need to get two others. And if you are even able to get one other person, you better bet your butt that you're calling mom and you're like, mom, I need you to play this game. And I need to teach you to play this game in a month. So you better start playing so I can go ahead and have the tournament. Because you can, you know, or anybody. Yeah. You know, get, get the guy at Walgreens to play. You know, I'm sure he wants a day off. You tell him he's like, you know, like participating in an event, you know, like pure male pattern baldness. Our our first event actually had four players. Four people, yeah. And Josh left after the right, second right. round, so we were down to yeah, down yeah, to yeah. We're, we're <laughs> we had four players in one drop. <laughs> Gotta start oh, somewhere. True. I had to go to a wedding to be 100%. to be fair, like. I, I had a legit reason, but uh, yeah, yeah, we had four players in one drop. That was that was hilarious. Yeah, no, you did tell me. So that plan for attrition, people. We... Plan for attrition. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You know, I think there is definitely a little bit of anxiety with running a major event like this. You know, like 
you know, and, and rightably so. You know, we have to meet expectations right now. We're running an event for Atlantic City Open. Mm -hmm. So I better make sure that I'm posting. I better make sure that I'm tagging Frontline Gaming. And out of respect, thank you so much for letting us host this event, period. Like, I don't have to do this, but I'm going to. You know, it's a, it's a matter of honor at that point. Right, yeah. Um, but uh, as for other tournaments, like, I think the biggest thing is finding a venue. It's a little bit high anxiety to find a venue. But you know what? Post it on that de database and say the cap is eight people and have it at your house. Even if you ha you're having mm -hmm. it at your apartment, buy, like, you know, like, two $30 folding tables and, like, just have a good time. And, like, buy, like, I don't know, like, you know, a 24-pack of Miller Lite and, like, you know, go at it or, like, whatever, you know? Like, if you can get, like, four, like three of your friends to be into it and then you're able to get, like, two others, like, that's how you start it. And then you start a relationship. And you know what? Those other two that weren't your friends are going to be like, hey, you know, hey, Pat over here was, you know, you know, I mean, I know it was a silly tournament, but he knew what he's doing and he did take it seriously. You should really consider him. And then you know what, Pat? If he decides to run another tournament, he might get 10 people to show up. And then he's hosting it over at, you know, I don't know, Jake's Grill. And he, you know, he spent 400 bucks to, you know, have the room for eight hours. Definitely. No, everything gets started somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the good point is you start somewhere. What in, in Huntsville it was uh me and another guy, and then Josh was playing Dalton, the other guy, the long-term guy trying to keep Blood Bowl alive after the pandemic. So it was really like three people. Then we got four oh. or five. Now we've got us now we've got five people. Sure, season one, and we keep we grow every season. Um yep. we've run yeah. so no shame. I mean, that. I just silly stumbled my way into getting into contact with uh the series, the voodoo series that runs in the Southeast and meeting coaches all over the Southeast who are organizing events. And so that allowed me to learn from them. I mean, half of our, geez, we have received a lot of support from our friends over in Mississippi Blood Bowl. And a lot of our rules are copy pasted from the rules pack, just without, a, with complete abandon. I'm able to write my own rules packs mm -hmm. now, but that's definitely where we started. Was just okay. Right. How the heck do I run an event? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, oh, it's so like? daunting, dude. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, um, I don't know if you know Sean over from Ohio who runs the Ogre Ohio Open. Mm, I nope. do not, but now I need to. It's a really cool guy. But um, he sent me his rule pack when I ran my first tournament. Uh -huh. so I went to Chaos Cup about four years ago, and he was such a cool dude. We went to uh, Dave and Buster's, and we, we just acted like idiots. Awesome. Good time. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I said, you know, I was interested in running a tournament, and so I did, you know, and he sent me his rules pack. And so I typed up a rule set, and it taught me how to write a rule set. And since then, now I feel confident. And, you know, it, it is. It's very daunting. When you first look at that, it seems like like trying to learn hieroglyphics. Yeah. It's 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 something else. But then, like, you see it, and you're like, oh, poop. You know, I could go ahead and, and write down this entire rules pack. I can create my own rules packet in 37 minutes. Okay, cool. And, you know, you have your own 
whole set. But when you first start it, it like takes you like 34 hours just to absorb the information. Yeah. Where should I, what is a skills pack? How do I want my skills pack? What is a, yes. what TV should we, what TV are we doing? Am I doing my own tiering? What? Yes or no. If it's your first event, is it God, resurrection? Do your own it's always, re whoa, are you, are you, are you doing non-resurrection events? Is this a thing? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So definitely God. talking about all. We opened up a lot of good topics here. I think it's going to be the highlight of our podcast. Really, is bringing awareness to events and how to run them. Uh, for now, though, James, do you have any other last minute last minute thoughts that you want to talk about Atlantic City Open? Maybe tell people uh, how they could get in touch and learn more about it. Oh yeah, you know, um, I really, you know, I think the one thing to say is, I feel like since we have run non-sanctioned NAF events. You know, as our big thing, you know, and and only really participating in Chaos Cup um, as the major tournaments that we've attended. Um, people are a little hesitant because they're worried about things like score and stuff like that. And I want uh, like people to understand that we, we really we've been playing Blood Bowl for. Like about me for nine and my girlfriend for five. So and we did take this very seriously. We actually, like, I can, like, I, the hours I have documented, subtract, you know, nonetheless, the, uh, like, the hours I haven't, you know, just trying to mess with score. Like, I've spent, like, over 24 hours just trying to mess with score just to make sure that, that things are going to run smoothly for this because I really want to show people a good time. This is a six-game event, and... um and and we really are are ready for this. We are so excited. That's why we opened up sevens, because we feel confident that we can go ahead and run this tournament and show a good time. And I, and we are so excited. We like if I think about it too much, I'll get I'll get teary eyed because I I really am so happy and excited that we got this opportunity and and we have sixteen the freaking coaches to play a six game. Blood Bowl tournament in New Jersey, and that that is so cool. And for people that are you know on the bench, you know, I hope we can we can give you a good time. You know, come out to ACO, play some Blood Bowl. This is going to be a great gig. We have so much cool stuff to give out. I mean, like we have flipping weather dice, and I mean, as noted, I haven't seen weather dice since two thousand five. So, like, I mean, that's, 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 what, 18 years ago? Oh, wow. Like, how cool! Super cool. So, like, come to ACO, have a good time. This is, like, it, it, you know, I, I really am excited. Period. I don't know. That's it. Thanks, James. Yeah, that is an event I, I would not want to miss if I didn't live, I don't know, probably a thousand miles away. With with more with more yeah, no, events, no, no, maybe no. next year Josh and I can come can come over. Yeah, with with even uh even being a thousand miles away, we uh could That's probably something. look at getting a Rocket City Blood Bowl contingent up there. Yeah, go invade the North. Yeah. I, oh, that'd be so cool. And you know what? I think I think the thing that hurt us the most is that we had to wait for confirmation from Frontline to go ahead and advertise that we're hosting a tournament. Um. And uh, what ended up happening, you know, and, and just just to like get approval because it's our first year, we needed to we couldn't, you know, there there's certain you know tape, you know, that we have to go ahead and go through before we go ahead and advertise for it. And um, 
I think next year people are going to know that's coming. And and I, I you know I shouldn't even say tape. The thing is that we didn't know the dates. But the thing yeah. is now people are going to know what Nuffles Playground is. And next year we'll advertise at the same time. You know, we started to advertise around January, February. Um and uh next year people are going to know what Nuffles Playground is. So they're going to be ready for it. Um, so when they announce these, you know, maybe it's going to be the same date, let's say June 16th to the 18th, people are going to know to look for Nuffles Playground at ACO. You've been listening to Players to Nuffle. The music interlude is Lost Souls, performed by Portrayal, and is available at the Free Music Archive. See you next time, coach.